Well, special treat today. I am joined by the Reverend, the fine priest, Father Frank Zamet. And as he like to say, it's Zamet with a Z. Not a D. Not a D. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. I remember hearing that 17 years ago. Right, right. When you came to St. Peter's in Deland, Florida. Uh -huh. It's one of the first things you said as you introduce yourself. Right. Uh, Father Frank Zamet with a Z, not a D. Mm. Exactly. They never forget my name after that. Oh, no. That no. is exactly, exactly. Uh -huh. Well, if you don't mind me asking, Father Frank, uh -huh. I mean, you're supposedly retired, but you're still going strong, still mm -hmm. helping people, still working, right? Uh -huh. Well, uh-huh, do as we can. St. Peter's. St. Peter's in Delaney, right? still there. You left us. We miss you still, but life goes on, I now suppose. Now, how long have you been at St. You've been there 17 years now, Since at least. Since we started, because I used to help you yeah. on the weekends before I used to live in Daytona. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then seven years ago, I moved next to the church. That's so. right, yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, so and how many years have you been a priest, ordained? 54 years. Wow, yeah. 54 years. Oh, yeah, so, you know, he's yeah. no spring chicken. He still has no, a zeal. No, old man. <laughs> no, no, there's a zeal. As I mentioned, he's... <laughs> right now, uh -huh. he's serving, helping at uh, St. <clears throat> Peter's in DeLand. I was once there as pastor. But and um, and now you actually he's probably he's in his 18th year there. 85. Now I am 85 years old. Sorry. 85. But I was the 18th year. That's right. In your 18th year, because I was there 15 years, and he might be the longest priest working at St. Peter. Could be. I think uh -huh. so. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But mm -hmm. so, your life it all began where. I was, uh, I'm a product of the Second World War, really. Uh -huh. I was born in Malta. Malta. Small, small island south of Sicily. South of Sicily. 60 miles south of Sicily and 120 miles north of Africa. Small island there. And when I was born, I uh, was five years old when uh -huh. Second World War started. Right. And it ended up when I was uh, 10 years old. So wow. the first 10 years, bomb falling on us, you can never have nice at night, the air raids day and night, you know. Mm -hmm. It was disturbed like that. And then I started school when I was 12 years old, because after the war, no schools are oh, wow. destroyed. Right, right, right. And then I uh, have to wait till the schools are built. So it was, I started school, most of us, when we were 12 years old. And no books in those days. And people, all what the teacher wrote on the blackboard, that's all we had. That's no it. Books, nothing. No notes, no notebooks? No books, no nothing. So I guess you didn't have homework then? Yeah, yeah, well, uh, we used to learn things by heart and she asked us again. Yeah, know, that. but still. Mainly the tables, no calculators those days. Two right. times two is four, you know. Somebody sure. asked you, make the, give the multiplication. Oh, yeah. Those were the answers. So you didn't start school to, <clears throat> to what you were 12 years well, old. And I'm thinking now as we go through this COVID virus, People miss school, you know, the last, well, last year, about four or five months, some still out of school. Mm. You were out of school for the first six years. You know, many kids will start to say first grade, six, and six right. years old or so. Right. Right. And you caught up, though, I guess. Huh? Yeah, you have to. On top of that, I lost another year, also a year behind my class, because my father was so afraid something happens to me, never let me to go to school. In those days, it was not, not obligatory, uh, you know, right. send okay. your school if you like. So uh, after I record my mother, thanks God, she insisted 
And after a year, you know, he let me go to start. Wow. So 13 years old when I started 13 school. 13 years old. And each class I was, you know, kids are ahead of me one year. Yeah, and I made it. It was hard. Bless, yeah. But that's how it was in those days. So anyway. So when you were at the school, when you're 13 years old, you're in the first grade? I mean, how yeah, starting work? from scratch, how to write, <laughs> everything. Oh, my God. And for during the war, there were no schools at all. Sure, sure. Running to shelters here and there. Well, maybe your mom might have taught you how to write your name or write words or read yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you how know, to write your name. A little from bit, the beginning. Know. As you go here, you know, four or five years old. Wow. We started at 13 years now, old. Now, so from there, you picked up then quickly. Picked up, yes. But uh -huh. before you go too far, you're a... Uh, Come from a big family too, though, right? Yeah, we're seven of us, five, bo five boys and two girls. Uh huh. Wow. At the moment, only my sister and I. Uh, so you're one of seven. Uh, one of, yeah, I was the youngest of the boys, and they uh -huh. have a sister five years younger than I am. Oh, she's the baby. Okay. So she's the baby, now, 80 years old baby, but she's still the baby. <laughs> That's still the baby, no matter what. Well, the others died, you know, brothers and sisters right, right, died. Right, 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 right. And I have. Uh, 29 nephews and nieces, wow. 20 of them married, 75 grandnephews and nieces, Gee. and 40 great grandnephews and nieces. Imagine oh what a huge family. That, that is Ooh. very huge. Some of them I never saw them at all. Some were else have a baby here and I don't know who they are. Right, Some right. of them I knew them, they're five, six sure, years sure. old. Now they're married. They're, uh, they're kids, because yeah. Scott, they over do well yeah, in Malta yeah. and England, Australia, New Zealand, you know, all over. So speaking of Malta, uh, most of us may not have a great knowledge of Malta, a small island, correct? Small island. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the, the native language is uh, Maltese? Maltese, uh -huh, which is <coughs> a Semitic language, like, uh, you know, uh, like Arabic, you know, we can communicate with Arabic. I remember. We, we read, read the Roman alphabet, but uh, the language is Semitic. It is uh, the same language that Jesus talked, really. Wow. You know. Now, did they teach English too in Malta? Oh, yeah. Italian, Maltese, and English, those three languages you learn. Wow. Everybody speaks those three languages. Everybody does, yeah. That's smart. Three place. languages. And then, uh, of course, being uh, studying, you have to study more Latin, which would be Italian and yeah, all yeah, this yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, where did you go to high school? Then, uh, <coughs> we, we continued till eighth grade. Then, after that, because there was time to go to the seminary, I went to the Society of St. Paul, joined the Missionary Order in Malta. Right, right. And the high school and college combined sent us with, in the Jesuit St. Aloysius College, run by the Jesuits in Malta. Then I did my novitiate, novitiate no. in Malta. Right, right. Let me, let me just pause one moment here. Uh -huh. You say you went to the, this is high school seminary or college seminary again? Well, over there, the different, you know, because of the war, everything was messed up, messed you up. know. Okay. So how old I had you to then? do, you know, six years in one year. So how old you went, went to the seminary? And uh, I was, uh, yeah, um, 56. I was uh, uh, seven, 18. I 18 years old. So it's like college Semis, age. Semi-late vocation, not complete, semi. But you went to the, and it was Jesuits. No, before, before we went there, they sent us during the novitiate to go to uh, brush up on our Latin, you right, know, right, right, English right. and Italian, yeah, yeah, yeah. sent us to a Jesuit college, you know. Yes. And uh, we were f five of us, you know. All of us came from the dockyard, because, by the way, before I worked in the dockyard, too, for five dockyard. years. Wow. So after yeah. that, I was 18, when I turned 15, I went to the dockyard. Actually, it was 20 when I started the order. Left the uh, dockyard yeah, 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 right, as an right, apprentice right. there. 
And then five of us from the dockyard went to the Society of St. Paul. Uh, and four of them, missionary the group. Missionary group, yeah, Marty's Mission Society of St. Paul. It's a foundation, was founded in Malta. They have uh, houses in uh, Peru, Pakistan, uh, 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 you know, Australia, Canada, other right, places. Right, right. In fact, this year, for the first time, one of the members became a bishop now in, wow. in Peru. He's a bishop, so, member of the order. Let me just interrupt, slow down a bit, because the reason I paused because you know it was Jesuit taught. Mm. So evidently, you caught up with your your academics because Jesuits is a very rigorous. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they don't. I mean, they are the top of the line. Mm -hmm. So whatever mm -hmm. you did, you did well for yourself to catch up, and not only that, but surpass a lot of people. And then um, now then before we go to again back to Malta, I know people may know, but Saint Paul. St. Paul was shipwrecked there in the year 60 AD. Yeah. He converted the island. He spent three months in Malta. Yes. And uh, Malta is the most Catholic country in the world. It's 90% uh, Catholic, you know. And what's the population of Malta? Uh, about 400,000, you know. Because Malta is only 117 square miles. Wow. Nine miles wide, 11 miles long, you wow. know. But played a very important, of the strategic position, played a very most important in the history of the world. Yes. Starting, uh, if you go back uh, in, 15, in the 16th century, mm -hmm. when the Ottoman Empire right. was uh, dominating the whole world, you know, right. and uh, had a ter tremendous fleet. And when they came to, um, <clears throat> before they went to Europe, to invade Europe, they came across Malta. Uh huh. And they thought they were going to take it a matter of days, you sure. know. And but the siege lasted three months. Wow. They couldn't take it. Malta was defended by the Knights of Malta. Mm -hmm. Before they were known Knights of Saint John of Jerusalem. These knights were uh, good fighters, you know. They had the vow of chastity to live like monks. Wow! And originally started to take care of the pilgrims in the Holy Land. Because the Saracens used to attack the pilgrims, also to defend the pilgrims, and they started building hospitals for the um, crusaders and so on. So their main thing now building hospitals. So they came to Morda, they fortified it, very made their headquarters, and uh, <clears throat> but of course the, the fleet was so big, five hundred ships, and they were pounding one fortification after another was falling yeah, down. Yeah. Then the last one, St. Angelo, there to this very day, with a chapel there, the bishop ordered the uh, Exposition of Blessed Sacrament and told all the people to pray the rosary. The rosary was something that the Blessed Mother, the only thing to help us, you know? Yes. And uh, they tell you, even the soldiers, while they are shooting, you're saying the rosary and defending themselves, you know? Wow. Everyone said rosary. And what year was this again? 1565, 1565. The, the Great Siege. And then what happened is, that on September the 8th, Feast of the Nativity of Mary, right. a cannonball from over the, the roof there hit the commander-in-chief of the Turks, Dragut was his name, and killed him instantly. And they panicked, you know. I see. In the meantime, on the horizon, there's some ships coming for him, and they left. They never took more. Wow. Saved more. God's, God and, was with you guys, huh? Yeah. Then the Pope, the uh -huh. important, the Pope learned from what happened in Malta, so then they were regrouping this, this tremendous feat, yes. fleet. And the Pope asked the Christian were to pray the roses. The roses is the only thing that can help us from the onslaught of this Islam. 
And they prayed, and uh, 1571, six years after the Mota, they were ready to go over to Europe. Yes. Then the, the Lord, through Mary, interceded. The Shirako wind came from the south, and the ships were hitting each other, and they sunk. And they never take Europe. Wow. All and right. the Pope, Pope Pius V, it was, the, the feast of Our, our Lady of Victories first. first and then Rosary. And then they changed Our Lady of the Rosary. We just had so, it uh, October seventh, our lady yes, of yes. Rose, means the, the defeat of the. Muslims. All right, let's go back to your vocation. Okay. So, and your name is Francis, Francis Xavier. Francis Xavier, which the is Jesuit, Jesuit, the sa Xavier, the missionary. Jesuit. Missionary, right? Yeah. I know some people confuse you with Francis of Assisi, but no, you're Francis Xavier, Xavier right. the great missionary, and you uh -huh. had a desire. Actually, you are a missionary. Mm -hmm. All right. You're here in this this country, and you right. joined the missionary group. Mission of Life Saint uh, Paul, but I left. You know, and uh, right. I have been in the diocese now since sure. forty six years. So I came to the states. I know you I went to Australia, and I know you went to Australia. I was ordained in Australia. Ordained in Australia. So after finishing the uh, novitiate and the philosophy in Malta, right. I was sent to Australia to do theology. Right. It was a Jesuit seminary too. Another you know, one, see, that's rigorous. The order didn't have any seminaries at the time, so send me with the diocesan seminary. We were 90 students at the time, you know, the only Maltese yes. there. And I was ordained in, on 23rd of uh, uh, July. 1966. Okay. Ordination and then you Australia. went from Australia? They came to the United States okay. after 10 years in Australia. Oh, you 10 years working yeah. in Australia? From 62 to 72 in Australia. Parish work? or? Uh, yeah, after I was ordained, of course, the last four years, because six years, uh, yeah. I, I waited okay. a year before study seminary, four, four years theology. So five years I worked in Australia. Then I came to the United States in 1972. Mm. My first year was Camden Diocese, New Jersey. Yes. And then I moved to Orlando Diocese, 1973. Nice move. Yeah, it, oh yeah, it was the Bishop Borders, the first bishop of the diocese who accepted me. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I have been here after I work up all the bishops here. Been here wow. Today. You have a history Today. here. Yeah, well. Wow. Mm. So Francis Xavier, in fact, there's a quote I came, uh, get, uh, spoken by uh, your patron saint there, Francis Xavier, and, mm -hmm. and I tell you, it's sort of, here it is, what am I saying? He said this, be great in little things. Francis Xavier said yeah. that. Be great in little things. Things, yeah, be great in little things. That's a nice saying there. And I mm -hmm. think that it really applies to you in some ways. Uh, could be, yeah. Oh, you touch yeah. a lot of people. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I, I said, wow, it was meant to be. Great little things, and and one thing about you, you have a uh, a tremendous zeal. You may not always see it, but hey, uh, I, I think so. It, it, well, you, you're a humble man. I mean, for example, you retired living down in Daytona, right by the beach. Yeah. All right. And, and moved to the land. That's right. He Even was, the bishop made a joke of it. Last time I talked to a group of priests. Yeah, yeah. Said usually the priests, you know, they work hard inland all their life. Right. They retire on the beach, a nice condominium. Yes. That Frank reversed that, he said. Exactly. Because a nice condominium, he sold it, and bought a house in the land. In the land, exactly. <laughs> so, the reason is I was 25 miles away. Correct. And each time you have 50 miles round trip, just to go and say mass, 50 miles. It was too much for me, you know. So then I decided, well, I said I have to help father there. 
better move closer to the church and now, move the place two miles away rather so you that. see it as the practical way because of the drive the trip fine mm -hmm. most people in fact i try to talk you out of it and i said frank you know i appreciate it but man you sure live that you know i mean you're retired like they said most people like to take a little breather you know enjoy that you know restful and to come to the land i think was a a tremendous sacrifice because you want to help the church yeah you don't see many people i mean not many people would do that and nobody anybody would have that expectation of anybody to do that but you came to be by the church living there in in Deland, which is, Deland is a lovely place, by it's the way, nice, but still, it's, nice. but compared with it's the, not uh, on the beach there. I used to walk on the beach every day <laughs> next to the ocean. <laughs> I was on a high rise, 11 oh, story high, you know, beautiful view, but that's how it is. You made a nice sacrifice for the church, for the good of the people. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I, you know, admire that, you know, and, and I know right now, and you're 85 years old. Yeah. And you say multiple masses on the weekend? Oh yeah, right. What they assigned to me by that's confessions correct. And confessions before uh, the this coronavirus is to go visit the hospital too. Exactly. At the moment, I slow down because of my age. Be careful. Sure, sure. You have to be very careful. And but eighty-five years homes, old. Mass in nursing homes. Used to go to the gym sometimes too. Exactly. But not anymore anyway, at the moment. So this is eighty-five-year-old priest at the moment. Ordained fifty-five years. 54. 54 years, mm -hmm. and you know, we would think by the 85, one deserves to kind of slow down, kick back, but uh, he comes, he, zeal to work, do the masses where needed, hearing confessions, which you're very good at, and very good at, and then um, hospital visits, going to the jail, and then you have office hours. Oh, yeah, I'm staying in the office, you know. Well, yeah. if people want to talk to you, yeah. I remember yeah. when I was there, people come and and just want to have someone that listened and maybe go to fashion, get some advice, get some counseling, or just get some spiritual direction, whatever, just have some have a person who will take time to be with them. And that's a tremendous gift. At the moment, unfortunately, everything is a standstill. Well, and people understand that, though. For the last seven months. Well, been, people know that. People uh, understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But the idea that it's, I think, once this is over, God willing, you'll probably be back in the, back oh, in the oh, saddle yeah. once again. That's right, yeah. Right. Right. Uh huh. That's that's uh, you know I think some you know Father Frank's a very humble fellow and I don't think he always notices it what he does and I admire that to keep going to keep working and keep you know asking what the Lord can do you know whatever you can do to serve the Lord and that's and so though you know those listening you know may to be the clergy or priests but you know we're not meant we're meant to continue to give until we you know. Do we take our last breath? I think we're meant to serve. Mm -hmm. Of course, we change other ways, of course, but you know, retirement doesn't mean I do my own thing and just take care of myself. In fact, you, uh, you're noticed for your soups. <laughs> but we <laughs> can't forget that. But forgot about the old soups. The pasta hmm? fajou. Pasta fajou. The record uh, for it is $500 a family paid. Now, they know some of that means <laughs> listening, so... Father Frank has his special recipe, mm. his pasta for Jules. Okay. It's beloved. And so we have different, at the parishes, have different fundraisers. There's one for the, I mean, there was a house for un, unwed pregnant ladies who were homeless. You did it for that. Uh, the, there's a medical oh. clinic. I think the Cuban, so you know, the Cuban mystery, so the Cuban missions, I think you had that. Yeah, or, right, so then we have different fundraisers where there's silent auctions. 
And Father Frank gladly the put higher, out his... The higher bidder. So those who are listening, what would they do? I take to their house everything myself, the pots and ingredients, all I use, only water and, and heat. That's it. And we start, you know, by showing them how to do it, chopping, right, right, they help right. me. And then after that, I give them a recipe. Then the soup will be ready, we eat soup. Up to 20 people that you can bring, wow. you know? Wow, yeah. And then after the soup, we have half an hour magic. Show, yes. Because I'm a magician too. So. He, he's in demand. <laughs> and so well, he made one person, was it $500? One the, bid? The highest one bid was $500. It was the highest bid there we get. The last, the record is $500. Magic. Now, Father but, Frank is so gracious, he realizes that those who may not have been the highest bidder, but were generous in their amount, you also give that, to, they also can, quote, rent you out as well. Am I right? They do what? So I think I think you said the highest bidder gets you naturally. Right. But I think I think you saw the list, and there are other people who sometimes if they're sometimes right buy every yard, it's a one or two or three more. You so know? you make extra money as well. Uh, this will go for the church. Yes, yes for the church. That's right. I buy the ingredients, but a big soup for twenty people. You know, a whole big pot of soup. Yeah, yeah. And they will have a good time because they get twenty couples themselves. It's and a gathering. Couple, they bring the salad. Other dessert. Oh, okay. Everybody brings something, and there's the soup for it's everybody. Like soup, right? Yeah. They have a nice outing of it, you know, plus the magic and so on. Oh. So this is a three for three hours seat for you yeah. know ten dollars for a couple. It'd be cheap. You oh, definitely. Yeah, and you know, and the reason I bring that up again because people say, "How can? What can I do? How can I help? You know, I can't go to the missions. I can't." I said, "Here's one way. I think it's ingenious. You can do whatever. It's ingenious. You are, That's you right." You do whatever gift God has blessed you with talent, simple things. He has his way of making soup, and you made it, you know, as a gift and raising, you know, tremendous funds for those in need. But more than that, it's, you know, you realize what people do. It's not just because of your soup. It's because you, it's you that come to their home. Mm. You're not in a rush. Right, you spend right. time with spend them. Time with them. Oh, I yeah. mean, people today, you know, so short as your priests, so busy, so, right. you know, they say hi after Mass, and that's the only yeah. contact. Here, they have you at their home three or four hours. Actually, that's the treat, right? Blessing of the house first. Three yeah, days, see that? The house, and then Bless we go them. into yeah. it. So it's not just soup they're getting. Yeah, getting together and just knowing each other and uh, just have relaxing. Good time, you know. You bring people together. Mm -hmm. And then he does a magic show. Magic show, end up with magic show. Yeah. He did it for, he has done it for the priest, so <laughs> it's quite entertaining, quite good. So you realize yeah. what you're getting, you're getting entertainment, you're getting a priest, you're getting a house blessing, you're bringing your yeah, friends so together, yeah. and, yeah. and knowing yeah. that the money you donate is going to a great yeah. cause. Exactly. So it's a win, win, win for everybody. Mm -hmm. And again, I just say that because that's, uh, again, just tells me, you know, we can all do something. We all have a gift. We all can help. Do great things, you know, do small things. What's that, Francis Evans? I love that quote. I should memorize it. It's so simple. But again, so it's an example. Things, do small things with great love. Is that what I said? Excuse me, friend. Yeah. Do, be great in little things. Excuse me. Be great in little things. And there's another prime example. In fact, I think we went to one of the Italian restaurants, and you offered to the owner that you would give him your recipe. Remember? For free. I don't know. Yeah, actually, I went to uh, the Olive Garden one time. Olive Garden, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, listen, I can sign any paper. I'm not asking for any royalties, you know. I said, yeah, yeah. this is 
cheaper because they put meat in it. You should not over the Italians. That's a big sin. Uh -huh. To put meat in the pasta fagioli. Right, the right, name right. pasta and fagioli, you know, no right, right. meat. That's right. And they put meat in it. They ruined. But anyway, so um, I said I did the recipe. I said you know take it. Have people low, low, low cholesterol. Said we have franchise, we cannot do those things. Well, yeah, thank yeah. you. Anyway, then I had a friend of mine have a restaurant, though, Italian restaurant, is a big restaurant, and they use it, you know. Mm -hmm. I gave it to him, and they uh, use it. Uh, oh, good. Use the soup, you know. But yeah, this is something, you know, I learned from my mother, you know. And uh -huh. we put, in Malta, we were different from the Italian. We put pumpkin in it. Right, right, right. right. Oh, okay. But it comes very, very good. Oh, good. You know, good soup. So I just say, Father Frank is an expert in that soup. and. Mm. And so I always admire that, and and plus your availability again, you're you're a confessor. Well, and when I'm in the office, anybody would like to come, fine. Any at the moment, you know, when I say mass, then I say till twelve o'clock, then then I go home, you know. Right, right. Before I can stay longer, or stay every week. Well, two, two, three times a week, I say eight fifteen mass. Uh -huh. I stay in the office till twelve. Then the weekends we have confessions over there at twelve at the church, mm -hmm. twelve and mass at four, mass right, eight right, fifteen right, in the right. morning, and the weekend I would say three masses usually one Saturday and two on sure. Sunday. Sure. And the other thing Sunday. I want to say, like to add before as we kind of begin wrapping up, you know, for now and then I hear from different people, and it's your ability to either visit personally those who are shut-ins you have a heart for, mm -hmm. or making a phone call. That you oh, think of people, yeah, right? Or now, of course, but before that, before. you would visit people, and um, now that you can't, or even others, you, you know, schedule, you will call people, and that you mm. may not know how much that means to them because it gets back to me. And Father Frank called me, you mm. know, mm. How, how touched they are by that. Mm. Or Father Frank visited. Everybody can do it. You know, just get on the phone. At least you can do. You know, and there you people, go. See, and that's why like you, know, you, you know, you you mm. say anybody can do it. Mm. But not everybody does it, though, okay? Mm. And that's what I want to let people know. It's, it, it, these are the things that said, oh, it's nothing, but it's not done. Mm. You know, I, I know, I'm sure you know how many people don't call their own parents. Yeah, right. You know? I mean, so. you know that. I mean, right. they, don't, they don't call their own parents. I mean, they don't well, call each other, be, even between family members. Yeah, you know, parents could be in a nursing home and they don't visit their mom. Mm. I, I mean, I don't want to go that route, but you know, mm. get down, but so it's not that it's easy, but it's, you know, life, it's simple, but it's not always easy, and that, I'm, and that I admire for that, and I, I just want to encourage other people as we may be listening to this, mm. you don't got to be a priest, you don't have to have a position, you don't have to have a title, right, right. it's simply thinking of others right. in small ways, exactly. a phone call, uh -huh. even a visit, and that's what mm. I admire, you know, and, th and this, and this is what it comes down, and that, and at the end of all things, when we come to end of life, this is what counts. You know that. This yeah. is what counts. You know how we treated each other. That's right. the only thing we can yeah. take with each other. So, yeah. Father Frank, I want to thank you for your time and uh, thank you for your ministry. Thank I you. I hope the Lord can keep blessing you and you're in good health. <laughs> you put a lot <laughs> of people to shame. Put me to shame. Oh. So I know <laughs> right. you walk, you watch what you eat, yeah. and you do this so that you can still be, you know, the oh, Lord's okay. servant. Thank you very much. Keep in your you. prayers. We need a lot of prayers at this moment, especially. And uh, that's all fine. Thank all you, right. brothers. Thank you so much, as always. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you around. Bless you. Okay. Well, guys, I hope you enjoy that. And um, it was nice chatting with Father Frank. Uh, we, he was a great team player with me back you when know, I was the pastor in St. Peter's in DeLand. 15 years, he came to my rescue, and I met, told you how he sacrificed his place 
on the beach to come with me, help me out. Uh, we used to have these huge youth retreats a couple of times a year. Oh, Saturday night, and Father Frank would please help me confessions and and blessing of the other church we had together. That unlike probably a lot of churches, we had a lot of people come to confession on Saturday afternoons. It's which is something great, but uh, Father Frank would be there and he always let me know. If I was there on an assignment, he said, if you get a lot of people, give me a call. I'll come help you. And he would be there. Just let me know. I'll help you out. So I was always grateful for that because you could always count on him to be there for those moments and allow me to do different things and be free me up. So anyway, so just like Father Frank, hey, we could all do something. We could all touch others. We could all bless others. And that's what I hope you take from this talk. So God bless you. Stay well.